So in today's episode, we are going to talk about the egoless mindset. And I'm going to tell you the story about why I didn't take a selfie with a famous astronaut. All right, so I have a confession to make. I can't stand following the herd because if I do, then the best that I can be is average. And I have zero interest in average. I want remarkable. And the only way to do that is to think different. So I'm studying game changers, trailblazers, rule breakers, awesome makers, and those crazy ones who are looking to change the world and sharing what I've learned so you can make remarkable happen in your life. My name is Dean Dwyer, and this is The Mindset Show. Hey, how are you doing? Dean Dwyer, I am the host of The Mindset Show. I am also the creator of the website, mentalstuffing.com, mindsets for people who think different. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, So uh, today's episode, I'm going to kind of jump right into this because it has been a long, long day for me. So I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, of background here. So this is not the original episode that I had planned. In fact, I had an episode planned and then um, I came across something earlier in the week that really captivated me. I've been thinking about it. It was... um, a commencement speech that somebody had done. And of it was a 30-minute speech, but of that speech, there was a five-minute segment that really had a profound impact on me. And I have listened to that five-minute segment probably about 10 or 12 times now. And I wanted to do the show around that. In fact, I already recorded an episode. The, the episode was about 40 minutes long. And I was going through and I was editing it. And I eventually, I just slammed my computer shut. I was so annoyed with how I sounded and and just the way it was coming off that I realized that I'm not I I haven't figured out the angle yet in terms of what I want to say with this story um and so anyhow um but and then I was exhausted because I had already spent about four hours recording and editing and so I was over I was I was just exhausted but I but I have made a commitment to myself that every Friday a podcast episode goes out. Now, ideally, they would go out at 7 a.m. in the morning. Um, And I have missed, today, I have missed that by a long shot. But an episode will go out every Friday. It's more important to me to make sure that I show up and get my episodes out. I said, this is an unusual circumstance in the fact that, or with regards to the fact that I've got this, it's, It'll be a great episode once I figure out how exactly I want to structure it. I thought I had figured it out, but the way that I was talking about it, I was they said I couldn't even listen to me. So if I can't listen to me, you definitely cannot listen to me. So um, I was trying to figure out, well, what, like, what else am I going to talk about? So I, I thought I'd just sort of give you a little uh, peek behind the curtain in terms of how I go about logging my ideas. So I use Evernote. Um, Evernote's amazing, by the way. If you're not using it, you should really consider using it. I use it for so many different things. It's so helpful to keep my notes organized. But I have a notebook called The Mindset Show. And every time I have an idea, I record I record that idea with an audio uh, recording. And then I save it to my Evernote file. So I have about 200 notes in there with different podcast episode ideas. 
And so what I did is I thought, I need to come up with something that will still allow me to put out a good show today. And so I just started scrolling through. And then I saw a note that said, tell the astronaut story. And I'm like, oh, you know what? This would be kind of a fun episode today. It's not going to be a really long episode, but there's... um, um, there's, there's a, I have this interesting, I think, anyway, is a really interesting story, uh, which always ends badly for me. So, um, you'll, you'll enjoy it and you'll shake your head and go, oh, Dean, you're such a wiener. Um, but there was also, there was also a mindset, um, that's at play here as well, too. And at the beginning of the show, I said, this is about the egoless mindset. And for me, what that means is I'm, I'm trying to look at activities now in terms of why I'm doing them. You know, what's my motivation for doing certain things? And one of the things that has annoyed me about my Instagram and Facebook activity is that I post something and then I go back in and I'm constantly checking how many likes I got and how many comments I got or whatever it happens to be. And that frustrates me when I do that because that means that my intent was not to post something that I really liked. My intent was to post something um, to really see how people were going to respond. And at the end of the day, that can't be my motivation. I cannot give a rat's patootie what people think about my ideas. I just need to post them because I feel that they're important enough to post or that there's it might make people laugh or whatever it happens to be. And the vanity metrics that come with that are irrelevant, whether 10 people like it or 1,000 people like it. Uh, FYI, I've never had a thousand people like a post yet, uh, does not matter. And so it always frustrates me when I find myself um, checking it pure, like like consistently. I keep going back, you know, every couple of hours and, and for the next three or four days going back in and checking. It's like, stop doing that. Then you're posting these things for the wrong reason. So with that as the backdrop, I'm going to tell you a story about um, a run-in that I had with a famous astronaut. So let me give you a little backstory. So um, this was a few years ago. A friend of mine, Jason, he uh, he was putting on an event and he had emailed me and asked me if I would consider uh, helping helping him out with the event. So if I, I could volunteer. Um, and I have, he puts on a, um, a yearly event that I had volunteered at three times. And he puts on a great event. And I always say yes to volunteering because at some point I'm going to have my own events. And I learn a lot. The guy, he's a really smart guy. He's a young guy. Like he's like 20 years younger than I am. Um, but he's, he's really smart. And I like the way that he looks at what he does. He, he's really, he really sees events through the eyes of the people who are at the event. So like he doesn't take anything for granted. You know, he recognizes that again, people always sit with people that they know. And if you want people to get to meet each other, he creates seating plans. Like he does some amazing things. So I always say yes to volunteering because I know that I will learn something that someday when I run my own event, I'm going to steal some of his ideas. So um, um, it was an event for entrepreneurs. He wasn't, um, it, it was it was through some entrepreneur society that he was a member of, but they asked him if he would host this event, which he did. So uh, there was a whole slate of things that were going on. And then unknown to the people who had registered, so they had to pay for this event. And um, unknown to them, he had a special guest that he was bringing in. 
And I knew who the special guest was because we had to do some work uh, beforehand to get things set up. So the special, uh, special guest that he brought in was astronaut Chris Hadfield. So Chris Hadfield is a big deal. He's a Canadian astronaut. Um, he, he kind of really made a name for himself uh, when he was up at the space station. Uh, he brought his guitar up there, and so he, he was playing some songs, and, and, and he would then send those songs to his son, who would post them on YouTube, and those all went viral. And so he really did a wonderful job of marketing himself while he was up there. Uh, and opened up all kinds of opportunities. There was a book deal that came out of that. He does a ton of speaking. Lots of really great things came came out as a result of that. So really, really fascinating guy. So uh, one of the things that we had to do before he um, he came out to do his talk was Jason had also included, Jason bought, I don't know how many, like 150 copies of his book and he was going to give everyone a copy of of his book and they didn't know they were getting that either um and chris was going to sign everybody's book so the way that chris hadfield does his his book signings i thought was actually really really quite smart to to keep the process as efficient as as possible the volunteers we all had sticky notes and we just went down the line and we asked people to write down on the sticky note what they wanted chris to write so when they got up to see him um he would take the sticky note he would write the message inside the cover of the book and then he would sign it and so i thought well that's actually really efficient and the other thing that they that that they were doing was you could take a selfie with him and so when you got to the front of the line you gave your cell phone to one of the volunteers um, and then you went up on, on the stage with him and the volunteer would take a picture of, with, of you and, and Chris Hadfield. You'd come back down, get your phone, and the next person would go. So there's uh, – so at the end of the event, Chris, Chris Hadfield comes out. He does a presentation. It's probably about a half hour long, maybe 45 minutes, where he also talked about marketing himself and you know what things that him and his son had done. It was, it was a really great talk, actually. I really, really enjoyed it. And and then so when his talk is done, the event is sort of almost over, but now he's going to do the book signing. There's probably about 100 people in line to get books signed. Now, I'm a volunteer, so I have no, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not in on that deal. But um, Jason had come up to me later. He went up to all the volunteers and said, listen, there's extra books. Uh, if you'd like to get a book signed, um, jump in line. So I thought about it, and um, I'm not um, I'm not a book signing kind of guy. Like somebody who doesn't know me signing their name in my book means absolutely nothing to me. That's a meaningless gesture for me. So I, uh, it's the same thing with autographs, right? I I'm I would never ask somebody for an autograph because it's meaningless. They don't know who I am. It means absolutely nothing to them. You watch athletes. Um, after matches and stuff like that, they're signing these things. They're not looking at anybody. People are just shoving things in their face and they're signing them. So anyhow, that's a meaningless activity to me. I have I have no interest in that at all. Um, so the idea of getting a book signed didn't have didn't have any interest to me. However, um, as 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 coincidence would have it, I don't even know if that's a phrase, but I'm going to make it a phrase. As coincidence would have it. Um, a couple of weeks earlier, a friend of mine, her son, met Chris Hadfield at a party. 
Um, there was a some sort of uh, family get-together. They were out skiing somewhere, and Chris Hadfield was there. And so the son had an opportunity to talk with Chris Hadfield. And Chris Hadfield was really impressed with him and had mentioned this to somebody else who passed it on um, to this mother who, you know, who told me the story. So I was like, hmm, I don't want to get a book signed. But Chris Hadfield met this kid a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm going to get... Chris to sign a book for him and mention something about the meetup and you know and how you know it was really nice meeting him or whatever and I'll give I'll give the book to the kid as a gift so that was my idea so I'm standing in line I said there's like a hundred people so I got a lot of time to think about life and I'm standing there and I realize I also know like oh yeah you know what they're going to uh and I can do the picture thing too so I'm thinking oh yeah I'll give him my phone take a picture I'll put it on Facebook and and then I had this moment where I'm like, so why are you posting this picture on Facebook? And 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 my answer was kind of sobering. The only reason that I was going to post a picture like that on Facebook was so that people would be like, oh wow, Dean, that is so cool that you got to meet you know Chris Hadfield, and that that's the only reason. That I was posting it on there. And then, again, I'm still standing in line. And I'm thinking, so essentially, Dean, what you're doing is you're presenting this false image of who you are. I'm like, hey, look at me, everyone. I'm hanging out with astronauts. Like, that isn't true. He doesn't know me at all. I'm volunteering at this event. If I go up and I take a picture with him, it is completely meaningless to him and it's meaningless to me i don't know the guy i've never i've never i've never met him now i'm not saying that i'm not opposed to taking a selfie with somebody like if i went out to dinner with somebody um and we had a great dinner like i i you know and we got to know each other or even friends of mine or whatever i would totally do that but in these one-off instances with celebrities and stuff like that, it's absolutely meaningless. It's meaningless to them and it's meaningless to me. The only reason that I would be posting it is to present some false image of who I am. So I make a big decision. I am not going to get a picture with Chris Hadfield. That became problematic and you'll find out in a, in a few minutes. So I eventually get to the front of the line and there's only a couple of people. I waited right to the end. So there's only a couple of people left. Volunteer says, can I have your phone? And I said, no, that's okay. I don't want a picture. And so I walk up on stage with my book. And as soon as I get up on stage, I kind of make eye contact with Chris Hadfield. And right away, my brain is like, something is wrong. Abort, abort, get out, pull the parachute, jump. I don't, I, and I, but I didn't know what, but I could just, I had this feeling. It's like, oh no, there's something wrong here. Uh, so I tried to describe to Chris the story. Like, you know, hey, Chris, listen, you were at a party about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, um, and you met uh, a friend of mine. Uh, her son, and apparently you guys really hit it off, and you had mentioned to somebody that you really liked him. He had no idea what I was talking about, but he had this look on his face that he wasn't. Uh, it was weird. It, it was like he what he wasn't trying to understand what I was saying either. At least in my opinion, like like he, um, I don't know. It was just weird. I I knew that there was something wrong, but he's like, I can you be more specific? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. You guys were skiing and. 
and and but anyway, it, it, he's like, I I'm sorry, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. So now, so so there's this awkwardness. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. I'm getting this vibe like he's not happy. Um, and so he kind of looks at me. He says, "Do you want me?" So and I had I had written down uh, something to the effect of like, "Hey, listen, it was really great meeting you at this party." Uh, you know, Chris Hadfield. So he looks down at the paper and he says, do you want me to write that message in the book? And I was like, uh, yeah, I said, oh, okay. But I've kind of now like, you know, the excitement has worn off here. And I said, my brain is still like, there's something wrong. But I'm like, uh, yeah, I said, yeah, please. So he, he signs it and he kind of gives the, the book back to me. There's no, again, as the look on his face, it, again, there, I just knew there was something that wasn't right. So I take the book and I go down so I come down off the stage and I'm like, there's no way that I can give this book to this kid because I know that Chris Hadfield didn't even know what I was talking about. And he wrote this down because I told him to write it down. Like it meant nothing to him. So it meant nothing to me and it would mean nothing to me to give it to this kid. So I just put the book down on a table and I and I just walked away. So when I was going home, um, later that night, I was taking the bus back. So I'm sitting on the bus and I'm like, and I finally, and I realized what I think happened. So everybody in line took a selfie with Chris Hadfield. And then when it came to me, I was the only one who said I didn't want a picture. I didn't realize, but he is standing right there. He saw me say that. And I think it just simply threw him off. It threw him off that I didn't want a selfie. And and it, so it just, it created this really awkward moment. And I said, it just, it was just this, this weird, weird thing. So what is your takeaway from today's story? Well, uh, aside from the fact that you might want to be a little more selective about what you say and where you say it and who's in the vicinity when you say it, um, the bigger message with this, though, was really just about, you know, me questioning my reasons why I was doing what I was going to do. And so this whole thing, um, it was actually a very pivotal moment for me with with regards to social media because I realized that um behavior that I've had that I don't particularly like is what I described earlier is when I post things, I'm not posting them because um, I think it offers huge value to people and then just sort of letting people decide whether they like it or not. I'm posting these things, but a big part of it is my ego is, um, is, is, is heavily invested in what other people think. And I, that's a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe actually for unhappiness because people are going to do whatever it is they're going to do. They're either going to like it or not like it, but it doesn't take away from the message that I have. And so in this particular case, the only reason that I would have taken that selfie and posted it on Facebook was because it would present this false image of who I was. And my goal with everything that I do moving forward is to show up in the world and be 100% Dean. And that would not have been me being me. That would have been me pretending to be somebody that I'm not, which is some guy who's hobnobbing. Um, I can't believe I just said the word hobnobbing um, with astronauts. I'm not saying that can't happen. And I'm not saying that in the future, I won't 
to have, you know, meetups or dinners with people um, who maybe are famous and I wouldn't be opposed to taking a picture with them if I felt that it served a purpose, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, um, inter- it wouldn't be to acquire vanity metrics like, oh, how many likes am I going to get and how many shares am I going to get that I would be posting these things because I felt that they provided legitimate value to the world. So that, my friend, was the egoless mindset. Learn how to call yourself out when you're doing things that simply look to build your ego. So that is it for today's episode. But before you go, let me leave you with two things. First, what's the one big thing you took from this show? It could be something I said, but it could also be something completely unrelated that bubbled to the surface while listening. Don't ignore your thoughts. If they clawed their way to the surface of your gray matter, then it means they're important. Acknowledge them, honor them, and act on them if possible. Second, would you consider leaving a review? If so, here's my offer. Copy your iTunes review and send it to me via email with the subject line, my iTunes review. And in return, I'm going to send you a thank you audio, which will include me reading your review out loud with my authentic real-time response of how your words have impacted me. I don't know about you, but I think that's going to be awesome. Anyhow, that's it, my friend. I have to bounce. (laughs) Listen to me trying to be one of the cool kids. Have a great rest of today. And remember, you're just one mindset away from a bigger more awesome future. I'm Dean Dwyer, and you were listening to The Mindset Show.